I've always said your success lies in your ability to plan, but sometimes planning works for you and other times it works against you. Find out how and when in today's episode of Productivity on Purpose. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Yes, you're here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Ruthie Parikh, and I hope your week is off to a fabulous start. Or maybe you're at the end of the week when you're listening to this. Whatever is going on, I hope this serves you with some brightness and inspiration to your day. If we haven't met before, I am your productivity bestie for your career, home, and life. I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to totally in control, whether it's in the boardroom or in the family room. All right, so if you've been with me for any length of time, you know one of the things I loves, I loves me, and I talk about a lot, is planning. I often use the quote on this podcast, and especially with my clients and on social media, your success lies in your ability to plan. So I feel that action void of planning is what really gets you into trouble. It's why you feel scattered and, and stressed and When you're not planning or just not planning effectively, it's usually why you're up against a deadline. You're pulling an all-nighter, or in my case, probably a half an all-nighter because I don't really think I can stay up all night anymore. However, you are going to feel really overwhelmed no matter what time it is. You're up against the final clock. There's always be these unforeseen circumstances or things you didn't think about And they're going to prevent you from taking further action. And unfortunately, you fall deeper into this vicious state of procrastination and just freaking out. So all of that is no bueno. However, what's interesting is that on the other side, if you're planning, it can also have many of the same effects. Say what? That's right. If you are planning too much, if you're getting stuck in planning, If you are planning, 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 this can also leave you up against a deadline, pulling that half all-nighter, right? That half-nighter, I guess it's called. Um, Or it can keep you feeling super overwhelmed or it can prevent you from taking further action and falling into those deep, vicious states of procrastination. And that is also no bueno. So what gives? When does planning work for you and when does planning work against you? Here is the deal, my friend. Being successful is not only about your ability to plan, even though I often say that. So it's not only about your ability to plan, but it is also about your ability to act. You can get so caught up in the never-ending planning, in the overanalyzing, in the overthinking. Hello, does this sound like you, (laughs) right? We can get so caught up into that that we just don't take the action or we prolong taking action for so long that you've totally lost your mojo, you've lost your momentum, and now you've built this next step or the action you should be taking into the scariest or most dreadful or life-impacting thing ever. 
And meanwhile, it's like a matter of choosing one piece of hardware or the other for your kitchen faucet or something like that. And it's become equivalent to a life and death decision. Oh my goodness. So if you know what I'm talking about, stay tuned because that's exactly where I'm going today. All right. So what is the deal here? The deal is this. Planning is fun, believe it or not. Yep. It is actually the fun part of the process. So you get to jump online and maybe research and you get to look up all these different options. Oh, and in some cases you get to comparison shop or you get to look for different prices or the best deals or the best quality. And you feel like this master sleuth, right? There's this incredible sense of pride as you go through this process, analyzing facts and dimensions and the impact and the results so you can make the best decision. Sometimes you even get to share all your knowledge with other people, like on your team or in your family, and then that makes you feel like a total smarty pants. Am I right? So there's actually a lot of kind of fun or ease or comfort in that planning stage. And sometimes when you do bring these ideas to other people, they have opinions, they have feedback, and then that puts you right back into planning mode again, right? It just leaves you in there. And now you're going back into thinking, okay, am I really prepped? Or do I need to think think, think things through even more? What do I need to do to get ready? Or other times, you're just sharing it with yourself, right? Like you're going through all the options just internally in your head, and you're feeling the weight of this decision or the weight of those next steps. And you want to make sure you're really thinking through the long-term impact and the results and the effects. And you want to make sure no stone is left uncovered. I mean, this goal of wanting to start um, an exercise routine or build an addition on your house or set up a new system for your invoicing or restructure your team or write a book, this goal that you have, this next decision, it has a lot weighing on it. So naturally, you've got to keep planning and planning and planning until it's just right. Okay, well, you know, and I know you know this, like really just you know this theoretically, I guess, that it won't ever feel 100% perfect. But that's okay. Maybe you're like, I'm even going to let go of the perfectionism, but it still has to feel really, really, really right. Am I right? All right. So that's what I mean when we kind of get stuck in that ease or that comfort. Okay. Just getting ready, the preparation, the planning, it's all kind of fits you like your favorite pair of jeans. It's a little snug when they first come out of the dryer, but once you jump in them and you get into all the planning and the researching and the analyzing, you need to move around a bit, you're like, mm, this feels good, so I'm just going to spend me some more time right over here, right in these. Okay, so sitting in planning mode is a little uncomfortable when you start, when you first try it on for size, but the deeper you get and the more time you spend on getting things ready, you start to sit in the comfort of it. Because here's the thing. The longer you plan, the longer you prepare, the longer you get ready, the further away you are from taking a risk and getting out of your comfort zone and da-da-da, taking action. Girlfriend, I say this with so much love, but don't confuse and don't mistake planning and preparation for what it really is, in many cases, procrastination. So I want to bring to light a couple of realities, realities that you might be overlooking or simply avoiding. Reality number one is that you will never be 100% ready. 
like ever. Even when you think you are, there is a good chance or a circumstance or a condition or something outside of you, some outside force or factor that can and will have an impact on the final result that you think you are 100% certain about. So to wait around and plan and prep until you are totally sure of a next step or a result or an action is in itself an unrealistic expectation. Reality number two, waiting until you feel ready may mean the opportunity to act has already passed. Right? Listen closely to this one. So for example, let's say you have a presentation to create and you have tons of research and prepping and you just feel totally lost as to where to begin or how to structure it. There is this small window there. there. Think of that window as your opportunity. And so if you jump on that opportunity, just when you have this, this basic idea, sort of just this launching pad for the presentation, even though you don't really know where it's going to go, it's just like a seedling of a thought, and you jump on that, then you're going to start taking action and one action will lead to another. However, if you wait around and you miss that window, if you don't jump on that opportunity, you let it go because it wasn't well planned out enough. You've missed that window and now you're stuck. You're stuck in prepping and you're stuck in confusion again. If you pounced on that opportunity and just started putting that presentation together with that random idea, it would have led you to another slide and maybe another slide and maybe to even scrapping your first idea entirely, but it would have birthed a totally different, more creative and more strategic idea. So do you see, like, if you don't jump on these actions or these next steps as you have them, even though they're imperfect, you're missing that window. And when you miss the window, you just stay stuck in the planning mode. The truth is, by deciding to act before you feel ready, you might make more mistakes, or you might have more versions, or you might change your mind more frequently. But the long-term effect of learning from these mistakes and making progress and building momentum will get you closer to your goals than any amount of planning and preparation. If you need to rewind that and listen to that again, please do. Listen, I get that it can be so scary to make a decision or take an action on something that's really meaningful to you or on something that has a really big impact, whether that's on your finances or on your career or on your relationship or on your living situation. So here's the trick just to help you get over that. You don't actually want to put all your hopes and all your dreams and all your results into that one single decision or event. You should be seeing that next action as the first of many steps to come, because that's exactly what it is. It's not like your decision to follow an outline for a presentation is the end of the presentation, or your decision to move forward with a renovation means you can wipe your hands clean of any more decisions until it's done. It's like, okay, we're just going to put the addition to that master bedroom on and ah, they're done. I don't have to make one more decision from here on out. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? No, there are plenty more decisions to make with each action, but if you stay stuck in planning or preparation, you will never get there. So if you spent more time thinking about a thing rather than doing a thing, listen closely. Now is the time for one small next action. Anyone who has ever put out anything meaningful, anything significant, or anything rewarding into the world most likely started before they were ready. 
Earlier, I quickly mentioned the word or the idea of building up momentum. And I want to circle back to this for a moment because momentum is one of your greatest assets. With it, with momentum, you continue to take action after action, getting closer and closer to your goals. Without momentum, you risk stagnation and mediocrity and even a decline in your success and in your talents. Momentum is a procrastination slayer. Momentum is an ego booster because by definition, it is the epitome of the snowball effect. You know the snowball effect. You take one action and that snowballs to another action, which snowballs to another, which means your best defense against confusion, your best defense against stuckness is to stop planning and take one small action right now to start to build your momentum. Now, you know, I love to give you specific examples So I'm going to reinforce this lesson or this rant with some very basic and relatable situations, both in your work life and in your personal life. All right. So first example, if you've been wanting to get on a new eating routine and you've been reading books and you've read two books on intermittent fasting, and then you've watched a two-hour documentary on going paleo, but then four of your friends you spoke to, they're all doing the Whole30 diet, but your doctor says, you know what, just eat a well-balanced diet and And, you know, you're just going on and on. You're researching and you're checking with people and you're reading and you're watching the videos. And now it's been like two months and you still haven't picked one of the eating routines you want to move forward with. Try intermittent fasting. Why? (laughs) Not because that's the best. That is really not the reason I'm saying that. Because they all sound good and they've all worked for different people. And in their own right, they all are excellent right? And and for some people they work and some they haven't. But intermittent fasting, I'll say, at least in this case, it doesn't require you to buy anything. It doesn't require you to like invest in anything. So you can just start tomorrow morning. Done. Okay. And after three days of doing it, you might realize that it's giving you a terrible migraine every day because you had that 16 hour period of not eating. And this is just really not going to work for you. Or maybe you realize I'm just not getting enough water. I'm feeling really dehydrated. So I think what I need to do is drink a glass of water before I go to bed at night and first thing in the morning. Or maybe you realize I just need to cut out the tea or the coffee and substitute that with green tea. And I never even knew that I could do that. Or maybe you realize, you know what? It's better if I just plan my first meal out at night so that when I grab it at noon the next day, I'm not just you know eating garbage because I'm so hungry at that time and shoving sugar in my mouth. And just like that, okay, just by picking intermittent fasting for no other reason, just because you could, you have learned so much about yourself, right? You've made so many discoveries. You've taken so many additional actions simply by getting off your sweet planning butt, which I know feels so comfortable. And you just took one small action, which was just saying, hey, let me try this one. Okay, so that's just an example of Staying stuck in planning mode, making one decision to take one small action and how it leads to so many other discoveries and next actions and momentum or change of heart. And you know, you walk away always feeling like a winner because you're moving forward. So here's a work-related example. If you've been wanting to invest in a software for managing all your prospects and clients, all the follow-up. So essentially this is called a CRM system or customer relationship management system. So you've been researching at the options for the last three months, right? You've gone through all the demos. You've asked six colleagues what they're using. 
You tried the free trials on a couple of them, like on HubSpot or Copper, and you're still not sure what you like, and you're just stuck in this research mode, and you still haven't made a decision. And by the way, you're totally falling behind at this point on keeping up with your follow-ups because you haven't made the decision. So like that's just piling up and piling up. You're feeling more and more overwhelmed by that. The reality is that you will never be 100% sure and you just need to move on with it already, okay? So stick with copper. That is the one. So just go with it. You know why? Because you already did the free trial and you, so you have some little level of, of recognition of it, you know, a little bit of comfort with it. And you're going to sign up, but only on a monthly basis. You're not going to sign up for the whole year. So you can try it for the month. And again, maybe you'll get some learnings. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll hate it. But at least you started taking action. Next thing you're going to do, one small little action. So you've decided, okay, that's the one I'm going to try. We're going to block one hour on your calendar tomorrow to input your highest priority names, the the ones you really should be following up with, and just getting familiar with how to really use this software. And that's it. And then guess what? Just try it. And after two weeks, you can speak to customer service. You might realize there's a way to customize the software to make it work exactly the way you need it to. Or you might realize this is definitely not going to work for me. But now that you're very clear why it's not going to work and you know exactly the features you really do need, when you look into another service, you know exactly the questions to ask. And just like that, you've learned so much more about yourself, your end goals, you've made so many discoveries, you've taken so many additional actions simply by getting off your sweet plan and butt, which I know feels very comfortable, and taking one small action. Amazing how this stuff works, right? All right, so I hope this is inspiring you and motivating you to get off your sweet planning butt and take action on something that you feel that you've been just planning and prepping for, but I'm going to call you out and say it's just been a very comfortable way for you to procrastinate. All right, so I want to leave you with this. Instead of the preparing and planning and researching until the cows come home, start before you feel ready. Pick a first step and just do it, which no surprise, of course, leads me right into your challenge for this week because you know I love to leave you with one every week to make sure you make your time 100% worth it. And today's action is to pick one next step, one next step on something you've already spent too long thinking about and, and then just do it. Do not make this time you invested here today go to waste. This is how leaders, this is how women leaders are developed. This is how we thrive at work. This is how you thrive in your personal lives. We just start taking actions. And by the way, if you like what you're hearing and want some more free and awesome goodies, you're going to love to get your hands on my resources. So how to finally stop procrastinating is one that might resonate with you really well right now. And you can come on over and get that at lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. All right. So that wraps it up for today, my sweet friend. As always, I thank you for your time and loving vibes and positive energy and know that I'm always sending them back your way. And a friendly reminder to please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Just go on over to that little subscribe button, click on it. And if you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from it, share it with them. I know I love to share me my best tips and fun things I'm learning with my friends. It makes me feel awesome. So I bet it will make you feel awesome too. And if you're feeling extra generous today, leave me a five-star review because that is 
really what helps me get seen and reach other amazing women all around the globe. All right, my friend, here's to getting more of the right things done. Please stay safe, stay healthy, love and support one another, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.